Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I'm your host, Ken Seymour. Today, I have a fantastic guest with me, the world-renowned actress, Judy Beecher. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I, I have to say, because of the type of things that we tend to talk about on our show, we have a, a deep respect and love for theater and movies, but we're also massive uh, gamer geeks. So having somebody that can kind of cross over into multiple genres just, just makes me giddy just, just a little bit every time. So how did you get into uh, the industry? Every, everybody I talk to is just a little bit different. Did you grow up in it? Did you find out about this in high school? Was this a later thing? What, what was your exposure? Um, well, when I was a little kid, I was always performing. <laughs> I just lo always loved to perform. So I was always putting plays on in my basement. I, I always was making up characters and I'd love to just perform in front of anyone, you know, any relative, anyone that would see me, I'd, whatever it was, cartwheels or <laughs> dancing or singing or some sort of thing. Um, but I was actually super, super shy. I was so shy that if I would actually audition for a play in elementary school or high school or whatever it was, you, I'd get up on stage and no one could hear me. Like nothing would come out of my, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they would be like, that's beautiful, Judy, but louder. We can't hear you. <laughs> um, so a career in acting wasn't really in my future like or singing because I was so shy. And uh, so I, I never really even thought of it. My parents, you know, they didn't consider that a career that you would actually go into. You know, I, you, you have a normal career, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, a go climb the corporate ladder, you know. So I went to school um, and I studied psychology. I studied business, international relations. And I think after my first trip, I, you know, I, I went a couple of times, you know, out of the country and each time it kind of like opened up my eyes to new things and new people. And, and I became less and less shy each time I went out of the country. So, you know, I went between my junior and senior year you know, I, in college, I was less shy, but, you know, I started I started modeling when I was in college and I, but I went to Europe. It was my junior summer after my junior summer. And, uh, I lived with a French family and, um, I, that I, when I came back, I was, you know, much less shy. And I actually, I went over there after I graduated school because I became obsessed <laughs> with Europe and, uh, I was, uh, modeling over there. I kind of, you know, my parents didn't want me to do that either. So I kind of hid it from them <laughs> that Aww. I was modeling, but I'd go out on my, I was working in a, I, you know, I was working in a French bank because that's what you're supposed to do. I had graduated college. I'm working, you know, in an internship in a French bank and running out with my portfolio, um, you know, to do modeling go sees on my lunch breaks. And when I finished that, I started modeling full time and, and then I started singing, um, it was like a joke. It was like a fluke that I started singing. A friend of mine, that my roommate that I was living with, I was modeling, and he said, "Hey, 
was a guy roommate. He goes, hey, let's go traveling. Let's go around and we'll travel around the south of France. And Judy, he goes, I play the guitar. Judy, you sing. And this other friend, he'll hold the hat and we'll go around. We'll learn some songs and we'll like sing. Nice. Like they didn't even know that I could sing, you know, and I didn't even know that you know, I could sing. And, you know, we put together a little repertoire of songs and we ended up traveling around the south of France and we went to, um, we went all the way from Italy to the south of France through uh, to Barcelona. We ended in Barcelona and we met the Gypsy Kings and I, oh, I sang alongside of them. That's and, super cool. And we made so much money doing this that we would, we would sing in front of a restaurant and we would make tons of money and then go in and eat in the restaurant with all the money that we had just made, the three of us. <laughs> so we were doing really well and traveling all over and it was super fun. And then in Barcelona, we ended in Barcelona and I started singing in a place, you know, in a restaurant and modeling there. And, you know, they went on their way. And so then that's how I became a singer. <laughs> and, um, and then after that, you know, I, I came back to the States and, you know, I still didn't consider acting a real profession. I came back to the States and got a job as a, um, just to make some money as, uh, doing it. I was now I spoke fluent French and Italian cause I'd lived in Europe and I picked up the languages really quickly and I got some job interpreting and the owner of the company invited me to, or asked me if I would, rep his company in the states and i said no i'm really not interested <laughs> in doing that like thank you um that sounds fantastic i knew everything about it you know so i agreed to help him and i fell into this business I, you know doing import export for a number of years uh, i had my own company and we were like the hottest growing um, we, were, we were very hot company written up in all the journals. I was the youngest, you know, uh, company owner and I became well known in this. And, and then someone said to me, where do you see yourself in five years? A friend from college. And I had a green marble desk and I had a showroom on seventh Avenue and I had a couple of employees and I thought about it and I was like, huh? I've never thought about that. I just kind of fell into this business because I was helping someone. And I said, huh, I don't know, but not doing this. This is not what I want to be doing in five years. So I closed the business Ooh. and I got the book, What Color Is Your Parachute? And I did all the questions and answers in it and everything pointed to acting. And I said, okay everything. It was like, what do you want to do? Like as a child, what made you happy? What did you want to do? And I was like, gosh, everything it was acting and singing and like all the arts, you know, and, but I didn't know how to be an actress. I didn't know what to do. I had never tried to be an actress. So I called a friend from college and his brother was a, was a actor. And he said, go to school, <laughs> go to acting school. So I was like, oh, I can't just be an actress. I have to go to acting school <laughs> on top of it. So I did. I went to acting school and I, I studied with everybody at the same time, like all the different, um, the best teachers possible. I studied with all of them and because I wanted to be the best actress ever. 
before I went to Los Angeles. And, um, and that's how I began. That's super cool. Now, I know that that Gypsy King thing is going to stick with me. I've, I've always <laughs> been a big fan of theirs. And uh, I, I, at least once every couple of weeks, uh, one of their songs gets stuck in my head. It's like, uh, you know, Bedazzled will play on television or something. It's like, oh, there they are again. Uh, another television show that samples something. That on its own is just super cool. But making that transition from from place to place to place, that's that's a journey that not a lot of people would necessarily be able to accomplish. What do you think about the way things came together? What what gave you the skills uh, or, or what enabled you to be so successful in so many different avenues? Is it just the courage to try new things and not have to worry about the potential pitfalls that will come along? Is it the people you surrounded yourself with, what what was the the thing that really enabled that? I'm a I'm a Sagittarius. A Sagittarius is very like curious and loves people, and is very you know loves to travel and try new things and is adventurous. I'm like to the to the T. <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> and you know I've always I've always loved to try new things. I love discovering new things. So, and I'm very tenacious. Um, I don't give up easily. I mean, most people would have given up hmm. immediately. You know, it's like, all right, because, you know, acting and all, all these things, it's like you, even the business that I was in, it's like you take rejection. You're always, when you're doing sales of any sort, there's rejection. A lot of people are going to say no mm. or sorry or this. Or, and it's like, it takes a beating on you, you know, but you have to go above that and know your purpose and know why you're doing it and what you want the final outcome to be. And when you have that inside, then you can keep going forward. Even if someone is like saying, sorry, no, uh, uh, uh. you know, <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You may, you may feel that way, but somebody else may not. You know, it, it takes, somebody else really like what I have, or, right? You know? Well, it takes a lot of people a lot of time to to figure out how to become the person that they that they want to be, and um, and have the patience to allow it to happen. Um, That's a great point. Yeah, that it, it does. It takes a really long time, I think. Yeah. For people to even to discover their passion or discover what their mission is in life right you know or, or what they're supposed to be doing and it's scary out there sometimes because yeah. you don't know you're not given that like guidance and you have to come and make that decision yourself it's like what is it what is it like you know so i've had a lot of people who are in come to me and say you know like who are very confused as what they should be doing or and I was right there. I was, you know, when I got out of college, I was like, God, like now I have to be in the real world. What is it that I'm supposed to be doing in the real world? I got to be serious. I got to, <laughs> but I'm still not serious. You know? <laughs> I'm think, still doing what I love. And, yeah. you know, with, and the beauty is like to do what you love and get paid for it is like a dream come true, you know, to, to, to be able to do that, express your passion, express, you know. Definitely. Definitely. So, okay. So this is also something I kind of ask when you, when you get into 
something like acting, whatever direction that you come from. Uh, a lot of people have a, a specific either person or organization that really helped them kind of see the best version of how they could express their art. Did you have anybody that was kind of a, a mentor to you or that you always appreciate even from afar? It's like the, the way that this individual does something, I would like to be able to do that. And, and it kind of helped you get to the next level. Or did you just kind of, you know, I'm going to be just me. I'm not going to let other people influence. I'll get the basic tools and I'm just going to create what I create and see if, see if it works. So that's, that's also, that's a great question. Um, so I've had both, I've had both, um, you know, I studied with many different amazing teachers who had different methods and different ways of teaching and different techniques. So I, I'm like this with everything in my life. I love to hear what other people, how other people do things and learn different ways and learn different things. But then I kind of do my own thing and take the things that work for me from all the different ways of, of teachings. Cause I learned my, I learned everything. I learned all the different, like Stanislavski and Meissner, and all the different uh, acting techniques. So as far as that, I, you know, I kind of use my own thing now after studying with everyone and the founders of the actor studios. And, um, but I also, I have, I have also had mentors, many mentors in my career, which have guided me. And I remember Tony Shalhoub said something to me, uh, not a long time ago. Um, we're still friends and he's still guiding me. Uh, and he said to me, uh, go in the space and really own the room when you go in for an audition. It's yours. The audition is yours. Own the room as if you already have it. And I went in there and I, I was up for the lead of a film, which I booked. And I that's exactly what I did. I went in there and I just owned the space. And I visualized it before I went in there, my, you know, doing that and going in and just like really being in there. Like, I'm not afraid of these people, you know? These people are my people. We're, we're contemporaries. I don't have to be afraid of them. They right. want the best person for the job. And I want to be the best person. I am the best person for the job. So I just have to be there, you know, and show them instead of being nervous because actors, you come in, it's, it's nerve wracking to go in there in front of a room of people and you have to perform and be on like the first time and just it's it's and you don't know, quite know what they want you just have to show them who got, you are yeah. and your take on things and know that you're the right person for it. got to try and make that connection very quickly very quick you got one you got one opportunity you know right. to make a first a first opinion a well, first, and that's one of the things that i've noticed at least about the work of yours that i've been exposed um, exposed to thus far. And uh, I'm glad you brought up Mr. Shalhoub because one of the things that a lot of people notice about his work is he is able to transmit um, a vulnerability and a, a, gen a general sense of realness through. And that's a lot of times very hard in certain situations with the work that you did on Heavy Rain with it being a completely voice only thing and you're doing motion capture at the same time to try and get this on, 
you don't have the same kind of set of um, possible tools for for being able to engage and to help create that environment. How did you approach something like that that would have its own set of challenges to try and make it work for you? So heavy rain was very challenging as a project to work on as an actor um, because it had five different endings to every scene. And there was a tremendous amount of dialogue and all the dialogue had to be memorized. And when you're acting exactly, you're in a room, a dark room with the captors on your face, all over your face. And you can't look down at a script. You have to just you have to just act the entire piece um, as if you're acting with another actor. So, um, so you're you're doing this um, you know performance as if it's a stage performance, and and you have to imagine that you have the other actor right in front of you but there is no one and the director's over to the side. So you, it, it was very challenging to do that as an actor. Um, and, uh, but I think that I was able to do it by just really knowing my dialogue and really knowing what my intentions were in the scene and knowing that, um, uh, just imagining that there was someone there that I was acting with. That, that seems like a really, an interesting experience to, to have the chance to go through. Um, a lot of, a lot of actors and actresses are kind of split on whether they look at the finished product of a production, if it's recorded, whether it be a television show, a movie or whatever, or a video game. Are you the type of person that will go back and see the end result and kind of see what they made out of your performance? Or you do, do you just kind of let it sit there? Yeah, I love to see what the performance was. And also I, I, I can learn from everything. Like I, I, I learned from my watching my own performance as well. Um, yeah, so I try, I try not to be judgmental, like too much in my head as I'm doing, but it's, it's very, I, I, yeah, I can totally watch it. I know like John Malkovich never watches his performance. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I guess it's just, I, I tend to be too, too, I feel like I would be too critical. It's like, you know, I should have, I should have inflected that differently. I'd be constantly picking apart what I, what I had originally made. And, you know, at least I've done that in my other things in life. Why did I come, why did I phrase that in that particular way? I, I saw that person wince when I said it that way, but so, okay. So how do you, or not, how do you, what do you think is maybe the first performance that you did in whether it's theater television movies whatever where you go yeah this is it this is kind of the the experience i i had no idea that this was going to be the experience but this is this is kind of this is it this is definitely what i i i'm going to love to do when when did you get the opportunity to have that like click in real time oh i think my very first my very first job i mean yeah, I just, I just love it. I mean, even when I was in acting class, I, uh, I just, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. You know, this is it. This is what I should be doing. I just, I loved it so much. And I remember the first time I was on a movie, 
like st on a movie studio lot. Oh, I was like in heaven. I was like, oh, I'm here. Like, it, it just, it felt unreal to me. Um, well, and you're involved with more than just the acting, though, too. You you have you've done a lot of production side stuff as well. That's right. Yeah, and a lot of it becomes the product. The producing comes from acting because I want to do certain projects, and all of a sudden I'm producing. I was like, oh wow, how'd that happen? <laughs> it's a necessary evil. No, I'm just kidding. Does it give you the same kind of joy that the acting does as well as as a kind of a yeah. new challenge? No, it's the, the acting yeah. is the thing. The acting, if I could just act, I'd be fine with just acting. The uh, producing, it's you do it because you want to help a production get made. That makes and you sense. Have to, someone has to do that and, you know, be the be the force behind that. So um, I have a business background. I, you know, I, that's what I studied in school. So I, for me, it's, you know, I can easily do that. Um but uh, yeah, if I could just act, I'd be fine with just acting. <laughs> so, okay. So let's go on some to some specifics. So in the in the um, in the productions that you've been involved with, do you have a handful of interactions either with a, a director or with uh, another actor that just felt? just kind of special something that was it's not you this this is going to stay with me do you have anything that just kind of it 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 just that's going to be that memory that could never go away for you um i mean uh, while i was while working. you were working on one of the productions did you have a scene with another actor or did you have an interaction with the director it's like wow this is really kind of special or awesome or you just connected with somebody in a way because i know a lot of actors have the chance when they they gel better with some other actors than they do with other and they they have a back and forth that just seems fluid and natural and that's that's always kind of what you hope for but it even surpasses sometimes what you hope it will be i just i always i mean just in my everyday life i i always have that with people because i so it's not like I've had one specific, but it's like whenever I, whenever I work, I have that with everyone because that's just kind of who I am. I like to um, connect to other people, and you know, in life and in art, I like to really be in the moment and connect. And when you're in the moment, both in as an actor and as a person you get much more out of life. And um, as an actress, your performance is much better because you're actually living in the moment and you're reacting off the other person and you're getting new things. Every time you do the scene, it's something new because it's real, it's actually happening to you. Well, and you, you get to flex some, some potentially some really interesting acting muscles and the project that just came out, uh, Tango Shalom, if you read the description and you haven't seen it yet, it it sounds really different. Uh, a film that that I haven't really seen quite a, a version of it before. Tell me a little bit about this project and what kind of made it special. Um, so Tango Shalom is a project which is really in my heart. It took a very long time to make. I was involved with one of the very first readings of the project. I 
way back when I was invited to, to, as an actress, to read the project. And it was something that really touched me when I read it. Um, and uh, it's a story, it's about a Hasidic rabbi who is having financial problems and he has six kids. I play his wife in the movie. And uh, he prays to God for help. He doesn't know what to do. So, and God comes to him in a dream and tells him that he has to dance the tango in order to resolve his financial issues. But he can't touch a woman who's not his wife. So he has to go to all the other religions to ask for help. So it's a beautiful story of bringing people together. It's a comedy. Um, it, there's dance and it's sexy and fun and um, heartwarming. <laughs> so and, and it's uh, I in, in the film is um, Karina Smirnoff plays the tango instructor. Um, Lainey Kazan, you know, from my big factory wedding right. is, is one of the mothers. Um, and so does the grandmother and so does Lainey Kazan from the nanny. I mean, I'm sorry, Renee Taylor from the nanny. She's also one of the, the grandmothers and, um, Joe, Joe Bologna, Renee Taylor's husband from lovers and other strangers. He plays a uh, father Anthony in it. And he also co-wrote the film and their son, Gabe Bologna, uh, directed the film. Um, so it's a really great cast, <laughs> cast, and it was really fun, and it felt like, you know, families working together. Like it was about a family, but it was it was a really amazing, amazing experience. And the the message of the film is inclusion, that we're all the same, no matter what religion we are, no matter what color we are. You know, it's, it has a really strong message and it's done in a really like a warm heartwarming way so i really believed in that film you know 10 years ago when i first read this <laughs> the original script um and it took this long to get it into theaters and it's in theaters right now well i think that's something that a lot of um a lot of people still it just doesn't it's not something that's top of mind when we as a consumer go to uh, watch a movie and just thinking of how long it really takes to put a project together and how how much of a labor of love that even the smallest film is it's it is somebody's dream it is somebody's um, uh, passion to to share something and it's uh it's just kind of it, you get a chance to just make it even if you don't realize it to make a connection with somebody that you can't even see that that created something I'm definitely excited. I'm definitely going to have to see this. Uh, it looks like a, a lot of chances for some character growth, which is my big thing. I love watching a movie where the character does not end the same way <laughs> as they began. Yeah, like Heavy Rain. But, <laughs> exactly. But what's, what's interesting about this character, this for me, about my character, um, Rachel Yehuda, is I, and why I was also so excited about playing her was... First of all, she's something different from anything that I've ever played. Like I've never played a Hasidic rabbi's wife. <laughs> I mean, I'm always playing something close to me, a role that's like me. Right. But she was so different, such a different type of a character. And I really had to do a lot of research to learn more about, you know, the tradition, the, you know, the customs. And um, so I, it was a real joy for me to do this. Um, you know, but 
it was a little challenging too because I didn't really get to wear makeup and you know bad lighting and they made me look older and but but <laughs> I don't think anyone little, will know that was a little challenging but it's a role it's a character and that's who she was right. and so that was what um uh, I, I just I really enjoyed that probably the most because it was the most I like a challenge so that's great. that's super cool um, okay so now we always have a couple of questions that have little to nothing to do with anything but it's something we ask everybody just have a little bit of fun because again uh, kind of like you were talking about what we're all kind of similar in a lot of ways so we like to approach that in, in a couple of uh, senses one is food everybody loves food are you a, a pizza lover yeah, I am a pizza lover, but I, I'm allergic to wheat, so I can't have regular pizza. It has to be gluten-free pizza. Well, that <laughs> makes just, things a little more difficult. I sometimes eat the cheese off of the pizza because I the topping of it, but I, I love pizza. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, is there, well, how about this? Uh, a shout out. Is there any place that makes a particularly good gluten pizza that if you are going to be by this, this place, okay, we've got to stop and get this pizza at this place. No. No. Nope. <laughs> I have to look it up each time. Uh, hey, there's no wrong answer here. It's 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 no all. Shout out. Sorry. Well, it happens. I usually go. It's like, are you a, a deep dish or a, you know, kind of a you know Chicago style pizza? Are you an East Coast? It's like a little ah. more challenging with the gluten free and the gluten right. free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I did that, it would be easier. <laughs> that's where the questions get fun, though, because I think it's going to go this way, and then it just kind of it's like that plane going down right over right. water. <laughs> um, so, okay, well, let's 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 instead go with uh, imagination. You've had you're talking about being in a part that was different from some of the other stuff that you've done before. So, I'm going to ask you a question about another part that would be kind of potentially different from some of the other stuff. We talk about a lot of comic book stuff. Are you a comic book fan at all? I like comic you books. Like comic books. If you had your chance, your choice to play any comic character in a movie or a television show, who would that it be? <laughs> we asked the hard questions. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> well, um, uh, I always thought uh, I always thought that that's kind of a fun thing because in in playing these larger than life characters, you kind of you 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 get a chance to kind of be somebody that you you're not for a minute and to project a, um, a larger than life persona, which yeah. is always nice. Well, I actually have an audition right now for <laughs> an animated Ooh. thing, which I can't tell you about. Oh uh, yeah, well that well I'll keep an eye on that because, like I said, uh, the heavy rain we we have just just absolutely loved. The, the other more recent thing I did want to ask about, now that I think about it, I, I cannot believe I almost forgot. Uh, I saw La Garçon, and that's not oh. something that generally a lot of people in the United States would know. But I thought um, maybe you could tell me a little bit about that project because it, it was so interesting. Were you able to see it? Could Just see smidgens. It? I, I, when I was looking around, it's like, oh, this looks cool. And I saw some clips, and it's now in my list of things to watch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Lagar's Sun was amazing. It was a 1919 period crime drama and uh, shot in France. Um, and it stars Laura Smet, who's uh, Johnny Holiday's daughter. And uh, I play the, I play, um, like a Marlena Dietrich type of character who is bisexual 
and she's very wealthy and very avant-garde. You know, she's from in the 19, in 1990, she's like way behind, behind in, in, what is it? <laughs> way, <laughs> um, in front of her times. Yeah, <laughs> ahead, ahead of her times. Ahead. I'm thinking in French right now. Ahead. It makes it more complicated. Ahead of her times. Um, so, um, and the series kind of revolves around her home and her parties. And so it was really fun to, to play that. Opposite of the character that I'm in right now with the, in Tango Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> very different character. Well, you get to have a lot of fun with that. I, I, I have to imagine that it's, it's, it's just... Um, being able to be part of, uh, you know, I've talked to my co-host about this multiple times. Being a part of creating something that somebody else can enjoy is just kind of a, kind of a, a really a special thing. And I love, I love seeing the process of it coming together and the little pieces and just having your own perspective be from the inside of that. I just can't imagine how fun that would be. Yes. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come speak with us. Before we go. For those of our listeners that want to keep a stride of what you are doing, do you have the best ways to get a hold of you, whether it be social media or not get a hold of, but keep track of your new stuff that comes out? Are you really active on Twitter? Are you more active on Instagram? Where do they go? Um, well, you can always um, IMDB me. You can check me out on I, my bio on IMDB, see what like new things I have. Um, also, probably Instagram. I'm pretty active on Instagram, um, and um, I have a fan page on Facebook. Uh, I'm a little bit less active on, on Twitter, and I have a website also, which is my name, judybeecher.com. And that is a very pretty website, if you have not seen it. It's uh, very slick yeah. in the way that's put together. Thank but thank you again for taking the time, and uh, I will definitely uh, keep an eye out for, for the next project that you're, uh, that you're speaking of. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about this for the entire rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a fantastic day, and listeners, keep, keep an eye on her. She, she makes some great stuff if you haven't seen it. If you haven't played Heavy Rain, I mean, where are you? You've you got to go back and play that to begin with and she does just a fantastic job with that and just getting the joy of seeing her pop up in different things you know if, you, if you've seen the taken series you've seen her just <laughs> come back and and look out for it so and you can also tango shalom which yes. is out now it's in the theaters now you to you to see where it's playing you can just go to tango shalom dot yeah. com t-a-n-g-o tango shalom s-h-a-l-o-m.com and you can see the theaters that it's playing at, and it's going to be streaming as well if it's not in a theater near you. Um, uh, I think October 29th it starts streaming. That's awesome. Well, thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you. 